Welcome to Better Movies, starring Adam. That's the pull quote. I love Avery. Oh, laughter is the best medicine. Kevin. I'm younger than all of you. And Matt. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Better Movies, the podcast where we make movies better. I've decided that that's our tagline. I'm going to go with it until I think of something better. Okay. Oh, should I tell you that I, on the website, for I'm just kicking around a little idea, and I just wrote, we make oh, movies, yeah? we make movies, period, better, period. Mm. <laughs> I actually like that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do my intro again. Welcome to Better Movies. We make movies better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. All right. That's Beautiful. good. Um, joining me as always, uh, Adam. Hey. Avery. Hello. And Kevin. Yo. Yeah. Oh, so cool. <laughs> the coolest member uh... of the podcast. Because I'm the youngest. Have we mentioned that? Yeah. Yeah, we mention it every week, and every week I cut it out. <laughs> Dang it. You guys, one of these weeks. Who's, who are listening to the podcast didn't see that, but Kev, as soon as he said yo, his hat by itself just spun around backwards, <laughs> and, yeah. and hammer pants just flew out from the screen and just ended up on his body. It was the coolest well, hammer, thing. Hammer pants is too old. I'm too young for that. Yeah, that's why does, that didn't happen. He doesn't even know what hammer pants are. I thought this was improv, and you were supposed to be yes, Andy. What oh. a denial. Just I've never done improv. <laughs> You're not uh, even yes handing my this is improv. You're denying that. <laughs> this is improv. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Welcome to Improv 101. No. That's you you have a lot to learn, so I'll have to keep practicing. Uh, it's all good. To... Yeah. I like yeah. our tagline by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I not like it. quite better movies, the blockbuster of mm. podcasts. I thought we were the the only podcast certified fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's start this thing. Uh, Adam, what was the last movie you saw? Uh, last movie I saw was Jaws, uh, which I haven't seen since I was, like, a kid because uh, my dad, I think, more than anything else, he just, like, wanted a friend really early on. So he, like, always had me, anytime he wanted to watch a movie, I'd be, like, seven years old, and he's like, oh, you're going to love this, Adam. This is Chucky. He's the greatest character. <laughs> like, just... He didn't have any buddies, so he just like took his kid. Um, but so I haven't seen Jaws since I was a kid, and he showed me it. But it was it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it's really good. It's like really good. My wife came home as I was watching it, like halfway through, and and she had never seen it. Whoa. So, oh what? Yeah. So she saw the second half, and she was all like, "I thought Jaws was like campy and just a bunch of bikini people getting their legs chopped off." And I said, "No." No, that's. Piranha Three Double D. Right, right, which is much better. Oh but gosh. you know, I will settle for Jaws. Piranha Three Double D actually exists in the Jaws universe <laughs> because um, uh, Richard Dreyfus is in it and plays the same character as he plays in wow. Jaws. <laughs> is that actually so real? So it's like a, a crossover. That's a true fact. <laughs> so, what would you improve about Jaws? Yeah, no, Jaws was really good. I did feel like it was obviously really unbalanced against the shark. Like there wasn't any sympathy. <laughs> it wasn't. They didn't show both sides of that issue. Not at all. Like if you that's a, and it's such an easy flip the script. Like you've got this lost, lonely, hungry shark just in yeah. foreign waters, who's made his way up into this. Yeah, into the, into well, really, he just got lost and found a buffet, which is sad. And, like, that would be the saddest human movie. Where it's like, I don't know where I am, but everyone sneezed over this food and I'm still going to eat it. Like, that's the if only... It's, it's Steve Jaws and he just winds up at an okay corral. Exactly. Like, you would have so much sympathy for that guy. Like, he doesn't speak yeah. the language, he's never met anyone, but he keeps going up for yeah. prime rib and he's like, it's really not even that great. <laughs> I'm just so hungry. I'm just so hungry. And every time he walks up, like, he takes a little bite of prime rib, and there's a pig that just stabs him instead. <laughs> yeah, so I felt like it was pretty uneven, in that if you had, like, maybe split the script, it would have been better, where it was like, here's a human perspective. Then they go down beneath the water, and it's mixed with, like, that movie Shark Tale, or whatever. Yeah, that started and they're just underwater singing 
at the car wash. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that movie. Uh, if they didn't, they should have. So yeah, that was. I, I'm pretty sure that's in that movie. Uh, which I, which brings another point. Yeah, even the music was obviously set against the shark, where it's like da 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 da, da and it should have gotten to that peak, and it should have hit the breakdown and just <laughs> dropped and gone into something awesome to be like sharks. Yeah, you wanted pretty cool. You wanted Jaws scored by Skrillex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, actually, that sounds really good. <laughs> I would also accept if it was just dun 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 Car wash, yeah. And that would also fit really well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You want the... There's that famous shot up from below where it's the, the girl's legs right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then the shark coming up and getting her. And then you want, in the second half of that movie, the shot from above... Of the girl like tempting him with his with her legs, <laughs> and then instead of going up to show her reaction, you go back down yeah, yeah. to see what he's up to. I feel yeah. like it makes a lot of sense because if the same shot was a human and someone starts like dangling fish sticks in front of him and he takes a bite, people are like makes sense. <laughs> yeah, in that scenario, the guy dangling the fish sticks is the bad guy. It's true. So I think that would have worked. Also, just a less hungry shark, I think, could have worked, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, he's very hungry because at one point they feed him, they throw like um, a roast in the water, and he like takes off with it. Like he doesn't care that it's attached. Because if that, someone threw you like an Oreo, and it was hooked to a a dock, oh yeah, you'd be like, you know what? Nah, I'll get I'll get something <laughs> else. No. Uh, but he was hungry enough to just go for it. That's true. Oreo connected to a dog, however, would watch that movie. That seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And that also sounds like a pretty good trap for most people, I feel like. That's, that I'm pretty could... sure that's at the beginning of one of the Saw movies. <laughs> that's how he gets him. I have to tell you, Adam, that it, as good as uh, Jaws was, by the time they rolled around to the, the third film in 3D, but uh, they really went all full-out campy with it. They were in, It was in 3D, everything they shot, trying to get people to just jump, so you had stuff jumping out into the audience. Oh, really? Right off the screen, and... It was it was it was really about the humor factor in that. Although there was like scariness too. A big difference between Jaws and its sequels is that Jaws is made by master filmmaker Steven Spielberg, and the others are very much not. <laughs> but Steven Spielberg does play the shark in every single movie. That's the surprise. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, Avery, what was the last movie you watched? So let's see. The last movie I saw in the theater was uh, Rogue One. Nice. Um, You've talked about that extensively. Yeah, we, I so think I don't we really... covered Rogue One. Unless you have, yeah, unless you have new improvements. Not really. Uh, all I would w- want to say about Rogue One, and, and it's kind of weird because it's not about him at all, is that it just needed more Darth Vader kicking oh. ass. Hmm. Really did. Uh, because the whole series, you don't see that. And you get this yeah, right at the Yeah, everyone's the film. super scared of him, but all he does is force choke one dude. Right, and, and he just goes into last, like, Really, right at the end of the film, he goes in there and he just kicks some serious ass, and you're like, "Dang, this is this is the Darth Vader you hear about, yeah. but you never get That's to true. see." Be careful what you wish for, though, because he does kind of kick ass in Revenge of the Sith. That movie was not great, but he wasn't really Darth Vader then. I suppose not. Yeah, I like that about the new movies that they're using a lot more of the Jedi powers, just in general. You know, yeah. right? That before it was just like force choke. You know, the only thing Jedi's could do was, like, choke you or give you the Heimlich, and that was it. And it was really limited. Yeah. Right. And these ones where they've got, like, stasis happening and all these other things, like, it's finally becoming... That bit, the bit at the beginning of Episode 7 where he stops the laser blast in midair looks so good. Yeah. I was so and excited. That movie, that movie I'm kind of iffy on, mm-hmm. but that part is amazing. And that final lightsaber bat- battle between Kylo and uh, Daisy Ridley, Ray. Ray. It's so good as well. Yeah. It's such a good battle. But the funny yeah. thing is, if you if you think about it, and I just watched it again recently, uh, the choreography is just kind of, eh, it's like in between the choreography from the first trilogy Well, and, but that's kind the, of the, the point, originals. is that, like, he is, uh, like, he is undisciplined, and yes. she is untrained. She has no, right, exactly. She has no training, that it's pure emotion, because he's, like, completely lost control at that point. And it was still better choreography than, than in the first the original three from yeah. four, five, and six. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it works so well, is because it's not like hyper. Like, it's not like that Darth Maul fight where everyone's flipping over shit. And oh, right, right, right. <laughs> just really technically impressive, but empty. Yeah, they like hit both extremes because I remember I, 
I actually watched Star Wars for the first time the whole way through while I was in college. So I got to it like way later than a lot of people who grew up with it. And I remember getting to that last, the last of the original trilogy. And, and I'm like waiting for this big thing between the Emperor and Luke and what's happening. He's like electrocuting him with the shocks and stuff. And Darth Vader's doing that like kind of, uh, where he looks back and forth between like, uh, I don't know. And then like the way that he destroyed him was just lifting him over his head like WWF and throwing him in a pit. Like, of all the things, like, there's blaster shots and there's force chokes and all those things, but if Stone Cold Steve Austin was there, he would have been able to finish Emperor Palpatine, like, two seconds. That was the solution. And so that was, like, the whole choreography. So I like, yeah, I agree with the whole, like, Darth Vader just uh, kicking kicking butts, as the kids say. For a change. Instead of kicking A, as the Mormons don't say, but, yeah. <laughs> and something I think we might have touched upon uh, about Rogue One in, in the last episode was, since it's outside of the the main universe, they have a lot of leeway with what they could do. You know, they can't kill off main characters, but it almost seems like, well, these people aren't really around in any of the movies except for a few of them. Uh, and they just went to town on that. The death toll from your stars is really high, and it kind of little depressing I and mean, it had a point where hey rebellions cost lives period yeah. they even like they even brought in characters who died in the other movies into this movie just to be like remember how they died like I felt like <laughs> like I felt like Leia's dad could have just as he's like I'll just head back to Alderaan and then he could have just looked at the camera with like sad like, uh -oh. you know what happens there like it was just yeah it should have ended with, you know, how Animal House ends with that thing where it's like freeze frames and how, like, what oh. they want them to do with the rest of their life. Should have yes. ended with that, but just how everyone dies. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking it would say what people did, it just would be like, dead. Now dead. <laughs> dead. Dies dead. in this movie. Yeah. Never is coming back. Yeah. Die, dies a year later. Yeah. Whole planet explodes. References another <laughs> character who dies and then dies. Just yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what was the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched was La La Land. Went to go see it in theaters this weekend. And, yes, I mean, normally I'm not a musical fan. Uh, I kind of have a cynical outlook on musicals, and it's not a very popular one, probably. But there's a scene in Elf where he's like, singing is easy, watch, I'll do it. And he just starts singing about how he's in a store singing and it's like nonsensical and it's like you're just saying what you're doing and singing it and calling it you know singing that's to me what most musicals feel like and i know that might you know mm -hmm. it just makes it really uncultured but that's just how i feel yeah i'm anyway, fairly enraged it's, that's true yeah those that's a wrong feeling i okay. mean as far as feelings can be wrong you have you got you got yourself the wrong one i think it depends um, on yeah. the musical because if you watch some of them that's for sure what happens i mean oklahoma opens up with a dude looking around just being like, this is nice. And that's a whole song. Like, that's yeah. it. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Like, that that doesn't take five minutes to say. Yeah. So. But, like, we just watched Singing in the Rain. This isn't the movie I'm going to talk about, but we just watched it again. And there's two separate sequences of music. Like, it's a whole dance sequence that has no place in the story at all. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. one of them is like, hey, they're making talkies now. And then they just do a whole musical sequence of what what songs are in movies. Nice. Like, and then later there's <laughs> another one where they're like, and this one is the one that baffles me. They're like pitching a movie to the studio. And they're like, this is, this is a song that we're going to put in it. And this is how it's going to go. And then they sing this. They do this whole dance number and a song set in a casino. And there's a there's a woman, and part of it is on uh, a runway. And they do this whole dance sequence, and then it comes out, and it's like gotta dance. And then they do gotta oh, yeah, dance, yeah. and they, they dance a bunch, and then it finishes. Um, and that's great, but the musical that they are pitching is a French revolutionary love story. Right. Um, and it makes like there's no way that that sequence is in the movie they pitch. There's no way, because you see <laughs> scenes from that from that movie. They're not the same movie. There's no way. And so that that's the thing that Kevin's talking about, where it's literally just, oh, I wrote this song. Yeah. I mean, we've got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Well, Stephen yeah. Sondheim's actually talked about that a lot, where I, I saw this interview with him where he's 
asked about who the greatest musical writers is. And he talked about that transition where musicals used to be the idea, like, this is how popular songs were made. So he wrote a lot of popular songs, fit them in, and a lot of them, some of them were for the musical, but the majority were just to sell later, so people would play them at home at parties. And now we've got musicals like Stephen Sondheim writes, where every song has to do with progressing the story yeah. along and stuff like and that. And it almost does, especially with Sondheim, it almost doesn't matter what, like, whether it's sellable or not. Because a lot of, like, a lot of Sondheim tunes aren't even hummable. Yeah. Like, oh, they're, exactly. they're, they're making an artistic yeah. uh, point and making a story point and, rather than actually... And I think stuff. the best point that he made in that whole interview was actually at the very end. Someone, was, someone asked him... Um, so, so if you could sum this all up, what would you say? And he just said, Kev is wrong. Just absolutely wrong. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and I never understood that until this moment. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Steven Sondheim. Sondheim can predict the future. Smart guy. Dang. So, yeah. So, back to La La Land. Kev, what are you saying? Yeah. La La Land. Well, anyway, the reason I led with that is because I really liked La La Land. So It's so good. I had low, not low expectations. I, I, I thought it would be good, but I knew that I didn't usually like musical yeah, so it wasn't, kind of was, it wasn't normally your, your jam i was aware that it might not be my my jam as some yeah. would say so um but I, I really liked it it was really enjoyable um the music was fantastic uh, both like the singing and just you know the instrumentation and the music in general mm-hmm. and kev plays acoustic guitar he knows how to play wonderwall so you know that he knows music yeah he knows the exactly from yeah, play wonderwall. i've heard him cover several ryan adams songs <laughs> so i know that i know he's got a lot yeah um yeah so anyway the task of improving the movie is hard but i honestly so i i loved emma stone in it and so i was just imagining like how else could Emma Stone have fit into the movie? Like she could have played mul- multiple roles, and I would have been happier. Right, I think. you could have had a Christmas Christmas at the Cranks situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not exactly familiar with that. It's what happens sequ- in that? One of the sequels to the Nutty Professor, yeah. where Eddie Murphy just does all. Oh, of gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I would okay. love La La Land to have Emma Stone in a fat suit. Because, <laughs> because I think I could rap like if both hands would easily go around her waist. She is so yeah, incredibly thin, yeah. and yeah, I would love that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, but I mean, even I, you know, I don't, I really don't want to spoil the movie. But if there were two Emma Stones, that would also improve the story in some senses. Not improve the story, but you know, that would be beneficial to the storyline to have two Emma Stones. <laughs> has anyone Emma else? Stones. Has anyone else seen La La Land? I've seen La La Land. Have you guys? Oh Matt, no, I haven't Avery? seen it. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Because I'm, but, uh, I've seen it and I'm completely confused as to what the heck Kevin's talking about for the story purposes. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm glad it's not just us. What are you? How? Like you all need her to be a, ta- a taxi driver? As what are you saying? <laughs> that would be amazing if just unmentioned. She's playing all of the background roles. Like they go to a cafe <laughs> and they're eating, but every other person eating in the cafe is also Emma Stone. Yes, it's Emma Stone. and her waitress is Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The manager I, I, is yeah. Emma Stone. I don't know if you've have you. Do you know the the movie Anomalisa? It came out <laughs> last year. Last year, last year before. No. That's the that that's the animated? premise of Anomalisa. Kind of is that there's only two people in it. There's the main character. And then everybody else is the same person. Okay. Oh, well. Apart from, apart from Lisa, who's an anomaly. So, um, yeah, it's really, really good. It's like weird puppets. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, there's also, <laughs> well, I mean, it's the way it, the movie ends. I think it'd be cool if there are two Emma Stones, because uh, I, just don't, I don't want to give it away. It'd just be cool if there's two Emma Stones. Now I see what you're saying. Now what? I Finally, see what you're some saying. validation. I don't want to spoil it, so I don't know. Really, what it comes down to is Kev's a hopeless romantic. You'll watch the movie and you'll learn what he sees. And Kevin won. Oh, I see. Kevin's a hopeless romantic. <laughs> I liked it more when Kev Maybe. wanted Emma Stone in a fat suit, but we'll accept Kevin. <laughs> I, yeah. Kevin I would take the that. Romantic. I mean, <laughs> or just like in Groucho glasses and a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like. Here's your soup, Mr. Gosling. I imagine his name's not Ryan Gosling in the movie. No, it's no. it's Goss Ryansling. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think uh, Emma Stone would also really like that. Actually, I don't know her really well, but I feel like if she had a part, and then they were like, "Also, could you wear this mustache?" She'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into this." Yeah. I mean, she's an incredible actress. Like, they have scenes of her like auditioning for roles in the movie. So she's like, 
already acting, and then she has to act like she's acting oh, yeah. for a role. And she just switches in and out all the time, and it's just, it was amazing. That she was my favorite scene job. in that whole thing, is when she's, uh, the both times, actually, that she's auditioning. One of which, when it's, like, early on in the movie, and she has to audition, and she does a killer monologue during it. And it gets interrupted. Yeah, yeah. And then the other time, she she has more of, like, an authentic emotional release during, like, an interview. Or not an interview, yeah. an uh, audition. An yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I really got to see this movie. It yeah, is yeah, yeah. really good. And so more yeah. Emma Stone is always the I feel solution. like it's up. I feel like it's going to get some Oscars this year. Hmm. Cuz it's exactly it's exactly hot take. the hot take. That, yeah, hot take. <laughs> La La Land Oscars. It's exactly the sort of thing the Academy go for as well. Yeah. yeah. It's about LA Definitely. for a start. Which I think if anything should improve it, it'd be that people use its actual pronunciation, which is L.A. L.A. Land. L.A. L.A. Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. L.A. L.A. With Damien Chazelle, the writer and director, and he said that only one of the two—that's the whole mystery of the movie—is that only one of the two laws. You can say L.A. Law. You can say Law L.A. It's interchangeable. You can't say L.A. Law because that's a different thing. L.A. Law. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> L.A. Lawland is a di- whole different... Uh... <laughs> okay, so strap yourselves in because this might take the rest of the episode. Oh, gosh. Because the last fucking movie I watched was Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> and there, <laughs> there oh, man. an insane number of ways to improve that thing. Um, <laughs> it's really... So we accidentally watched the extended cut. I thought we were watching the regular <laughs> cut, but I rented the extended cut, which is apparently, I read some reviews afterwards, apparently the extended cut is much more cogent and makes more sense mm. huh. than the original movie. I can't see how that's possible because the thing is still garbage. Uh. Like, it's supposed to be, the extended cut is supposed to be a vast improvement on the theatrical cut. Um, and it's it's still extremely in, insane. I mean, the, like, the plot holds together, which I think the original it didn't, but the plot holds together in the sense that the sequence of events you can follow and you can see how one kind of leads to the next one. Ish. Um, but it's still, like... There's only two... There's only two kinds of dialogue in the whole movie. It's people yelling exposition at one another or people just yelling the themes of the movie at you. <laughs> like, there's no... <laughs> There's not even they're not even like discussing them in kind of a naturalistic way. They're just like, is Superman good or bad? Like right <laughs> at the screen. How, how how did they get to that? Based on I mean, they were they pretty much took the idea from Frank Miller's iconic comic book. No, mm, no, they, did they didn't not. at all. No. This is what I what they took what they took from the um, Dark Knight Returns is the suit mm-hmm. and like one or two shots from the final battle. Wait, That's... Does he do? Does he indeed fake his death at the end? Who? Batman. Batman? No. That doesn't happen. Huh. Um, okay. It's... it's uh, one thing that they did take from Frank Miller is that all the characters act like assholes <laughs> all of the time. Yes, they which is a very it. Frank Miller-y concept. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's I like the writing of the exposition and the shouting because I imagine the writer was like, and then they'll say, is Superman good or bad? And then the audience will all just like put their head in their hands and be like, I guess I didn't, I guess <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know. even think about it. Uh, Wait, was it. Maybe it was some part of the script where he just left it in there. He's like, yeah. is Superman good or bad? And he's, it's just, he's going to fill that in later. And the, the studio's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we need the script now. Uh, like, oh, crap. Oh, that's, shoot. That's what, oh, this is the script. Is Superman good or bad? I don't know. I feel like he would be super good or super bad. I'm not really sure. <laughs> this is so hard. Sorry. It's literally either people saying Superman is like God, but a person. Like, that's, <laughs> that's almost a direct quote from the movie. Or it's Batman being like, I am looking for a man called the White Portuguese. And then five minutes pass, and he's like, the White Portuguese is actually a boat. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the level of, of kind of dialogue writing we're talking there. Nice. Um, yeah. So complete script rewrite. Complete page one script rewrite. I would also take the, the script writing duties out to the hands of people who clearly hate superheroes. <laughs> like, it's written by a group of people who are like, these fuckers are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
the problem that that would be fine i mean that's a that's a fine take like kick-ass kind of has that take of like superhero Ugh. superheroism like normal people would not do that movie's so good um but uh the problem is is that because they're building this universe they have to then end with them being heroes because otherwise the kind of thing doesn't work yeah so the way they do that is they just have them act like terrible people all the way through and come down very hard on the side of is superman good or bad he is definitely bad and so is batman and they they just reinforce this idea that these guys are the worst consistently all the way through and so then when they fight at the end you're like i don't care who wins they're both terrible mm. why would i why am i invested in this mm. either the one bad dude with the powers kills the other bad dude with the without the powers or vice versa and it's not going to go well and then at the end when uh can i spoil this movie for you please i've seen it <laughs> i've seen it, You've seen it? I, I don't think okay I'll watch it. so then at the end when superman sacrifices himself it's supposed to be this big heroic moment, but actually you're like, well, he was kind of an asshole. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Good, I think. It was also really confusing for me at the end because, like, the the thing that, like, kind of made them be on the same side was the whole Martha situation, right? Yes, the the worst piece of, where piece was, of writing where Batman's in the like, history of Martha, movies. And then Superman's like, wait, who? And he's like, Martha, my, <laughs> my mom. And he's like, my mom's Martha... And I guess they're like, and I guess they're for a second they're like, oh my gosh, if our parents we're not so different after all. I guess I don't know. I've never like looked at someone and been like, man, our parents would have stood next to each other in an elementary school line, alphabetically organized, (laughs) and then like best friend now. Like I don't know. Every I am not. I know you haven't seen this movie. We are not exaggerating. The turning point of the movie where Batman decides to be on Superman's side is Batman is about to kill him with a kryptonite lance, and Superman's like, save Martha. And Batman's like, who? That's honestly honestly the turning point. And the fact that their mums have the same name is the reason that they... It's insane. Who? So lucky. Martha Martha is a boat. How did the script ever make it to to the picture? It's just beyond... I know. This is such garbage writing. All the way through, at every juncture, my wife and I were turning to each other going, how did this... How did more than one person sign off on this? How did more than one person sign off on this script? I've heard the same thing was asked about uh, that reboot of Fantastic Four. Oh, I haven't seen that. How on earth did this get made? I heard it was terrible. Yeah. It can't possibly... It can't possibly be as bad as Batman v Superman because Batman vs. Superman is one of those interesting bad movies where it's not like it's like kind of slapdash and like made poorly without any thought behind it. Clearly Mm -hmm. a lot of thought and a lot of effort has gone into it, but like, but baffling effort. (laughs) The things that they (laughs) choose to spend time and energy on are crazy and insane. And it's edited incredibly poorly. Like, the first hour of the movie is a sequence of scenes which do not relate to each other in any way. Like, it's like, Uh, here's some stuff happening on a battlefield. Now there's this guy is here and he's going to say some stuff. Now this guy is going to say the themes of the movie. Now this guy is going to say some other themes. This guy is going to say some exposition. And we're already an hour in and nothing has happened. (laughs) So they were just trying to build up characters, yeah. but no, really no, they have no interest in building up no, characters. There are no characters in this movie. They're interested in saying <laughs> uh, the themes of the movie. Is what they're interested in. In in uh, honor of that, I think I've got some taglines for some of these movies. Maybe like Fantastic Four, not Fantastic. Put that in quotes. Put it on a poster. Done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Batman yeah. versus yeah. Superman, more like Batman versus Super Bad Movie. Put it in quotes. <laughs> send it out there. These are the themes. I, These are the hard hitting points. More like Batman versus Superman. Yawn of justice. Oh wow, <laughs> yawn of justice. justice. Very nice. good. Very good. Yeah. I think DC just has that hard time because obviously, like, I mean, everybody who's read comic books know that like Marvel gets more of the like quintessential superhero of like they really want to do the good thing always. And DC is yeah, more yeah. like a darker side of things and stuff, even how it's drawn and whatnot. It's always darker. So I think they've really tried to hit that. And it's like, well, I guess a dark question would be, is Superman good or bad? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, write that down, write that down. Make five characters say that and write that down. 
There's my, and also is, the the like the the shot choices. So Zack Snyder has only ever had one idea about Superman, and it's what if he's Jesus? That's the only idea he's ever <laughs> had about Superman, <laughs> and he really wants to hit it home hard. Like there's two separate shot of him in like crucifix pose in this movie and there's also one which is incredible where it's Henry Cavill I think as Clark Kent not as Superman sitting in a church and behind him there is a stained glass window of Jesus in the same pose as him and you're like come on we get like we get it we understand what you're trying to say not least because literally every character in the movie continually references the fact that he's what if God was a man like he's, they say it over and over again, and then they're like, "By the way, that that man that we're talking about is Jesus." <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, yeah. this is a rare moment for our podcast because we can actually get my mom's opinion on this movie because I saw it with her. Ugh, I've been saying me, for weeks we need Kevin's mom's I know, opinion. I know. Immediately, <laughs> immediately after we walked out of the movie theater, the first words out of my mom's mouth were, "They left out Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Which, they did. Yeah. My, uh, this isn't Man of, this isn't Batman v Superman. It's the previous movie, Man of Steel. Ugh. But, um, <laughs> my wife can be very outspoken mm-hmm. in movies if she has a strong emotional connection into them. At the end of Man of Steel, like before the credits had started rolling, it was the last scene. Halfway through the last scene, she stood up in the theater and yelled, "This is bullshit!" <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> It was amazing. Wow. That was a good undersell as well. She's kind of outspoken at movies. Yeah. She. Uh, All right. Shall we do the next segment thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. This is a bit where people send in uh, suggestions on Twitter for movies they'd like to see, and then we talk about them. Okay. All right. What do we got? The first one that kind of pops out to me is third one down we've got the green kilometer the european version of the green mile running time 118 minutes um which i guess is supposed to be that's a that takes that's a long time to run a kilometer i think is what that joke is supposed to be (laughs) and that is by at saint pd on tweety um so the reason that that one popped out to me is a lot of so the green mile is about the the death penalty right yeah and a lot of european countries um, don't, don't have, do yeah, they don't, they don't really do that, right? Yeah. I guess we should probably ask the expert on European Matt. things. Matt? Some, some countries do not have it. Matt. Other countries might. Do you have any examples of either? <laughs> Other countries might. Spoken like a true Brit. I think the ones that yeah. we used to own don't, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. We, England doesn't, but foreigners might. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they're up to on the continent? I don't really pay attention to the peasants. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was just thinking, like, the whole build-up of the Green Mile is, you know, the death penalty. So I guess, I mean, in a lot of European countries, they have max sen- sentencing as well. Yeah. Where it's like, you can't spend more than 30 years in jail. Like, then it maxes yeah. out, and you're gone. You murdered someone 30 yeah. years, you're out of here. So... Yeah. I don't know what the build-up is necessarily to that. <laughs> like, the build-up is just like a, what do you want for your last meal? Because you get to go home tomorrow. Go That's home. pretty nice. Your last meal before you hit Burger King when you get yeah, out. Exactly. So, like, it's still unfortunate that the dude got accused for murder. Like, it's very unfortunate, obviously. But it's a much more upbeat ending, right? Because yeah. the ending is like, oh, we're going to kill you. But the ending's like, oh, you're going to get you're gonna get out. And I guess that yeah. makes sense. Five years early for good behavior. Which is kind of like <laughs> a kilometer, because a kilometer is shorter than a mile, right? Yeah. And and so that makes sense, because I think a lot of Americans, if you're told, like, you need to run a kilometer, they're like, ugh, this is going to be like a mile, because they don't know what a kilometer is. Not. And then it's yeah. way shorter, and you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. That wasn't so like, bad. that's unfortunate I had to run, because, you know, it's hard. There's still yeah. Burger King. But, like, yeah, so it's not that bad. I feel I think, like the runtime of the movie should be like forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, I think I think Saint Pete on Tweety did the conversion. So a, a thousand meters yeah, is a kilometer, obviously, and a mile is about sixteen hundred meters. Oh, I see. So he did so the conversion. I think he did the conversion because the full running time is a uh, hundred eighty-nine minutes, and oh. he brought, brought down to one hundred eighteen. That's the nerdiest so. shit. Wow! Yeah! 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 I, I kind of <laughs> yes. love it, actually. I do too. That and is I, great. Math as a joke. I did a quick, <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, I think it could just take place, you know, he gets out eventually and uh, finds a, it's a lot happier ending. It's nice. It's a nice tale. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it, sounds, it starts off badly, but like it, it gets better. Yeah, and don't all that. Do I mean, have... I have the Green Mile, but I haven't seen it in a while. They treat him pretty well for the most part in there. They like bring him out to like cure someone, and they try to make sure that. Well, there's there's just that one guard who's like, um, is he like the cousin? Oh, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. dude. He's terrible. Yeah. Never mind. This is still a terrible, horrible, sad movie. What am I trying yeah. to say? This is still Who the worst. Play? He, just, he, doesn't, he huh? just doesn't die. Yeah. He just doesn't die. Who would our actors be in this movie? Because it's taking place in Europe, so we probably want some European actors. Mm. Or same actors. How Literally, how many French actors can you name, though? Well, like, there's, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jean Piazon. Uh, That's not a real one. Mickey Villeneuve. <laughs> uh, also no. Uh, uh, Joaquin Fénard. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Pepe Lapu. Uh... <laughs> no, well done, rapist. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. That's oh, that's very true. That's so sad. Wow. Um, are there still French people in the world? They still have them in France. Hmm, they're not really showing up in movies. They've kind of they've they've phased them out everywhere else, but France uh, <laughs> still clings to them. Yeah. Well, uh... French Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Next movie. Next movie. Let's talk about another one. I like the reverse Groundhog Day that someone suggested. Reverse Groundhog Day. Yeah, because so Groundhog Day, it's a cynical guy who like learns to like seize the day and live life for the moment and have fun. But they're saying that like it's it's Bill Murray at the end of Groundhog Day is the character that you meet at the beginning. And then when he repeats himself over and over again, he just spirals into endless despair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and this comes from at a AKG, I think is how it's spelled. A-K-A-E-G-I. Alexis. I'm not sure how to say your last name. Sorry, Alexis. Yeah, I like that idea because I like, <laughs> I like the idea that repeating the same day over and over again and just not being able to improve it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just everything you do, it gets worse and worse and worse until you're like, well, I guess... I mean, the first shitty day was literally my best option. <laughs> well, would it start off with, like, a, a bad day? Or would it start off with, like, the best day? He's had, like, this awesome day. And then he repeats it, and he's like, this is still good. But, you know, it's it's not, like, it's not like as good, because I've seen this. And then it, and he starts changing it, and it gets worse. Is that oh, where we're going, or is it, like... I like the idea that it, it starts off with, like, an okay but not great day. But he loves it because he's like, he's like a, yeah, every day's the best kind of guy. But he's like, do you know what will make this day better? Because he sees that there's room for improvement there. So he's like, do you know what this, this day would be better? If I went out and got ice cream in the morning and he gets it and it kills everybody or whatever. Nice. Um, and then finally at some point, like that day, it just, he stops having the flashbacks to the day, beginning of the day anymore and it's just this awful day yeah, yeah, no. and he lives through it and that, that's where he has to yeah, live the, with, like, the, the yeah. very last one is the absolute worst case scenario <laughs> that he's that he's created for himself so in, and he's like no this and, can't be the last one oh, no and, and the loop is done <laughs> yeah. so in Groundhog Day he like starts off like when he gets I mean he he's all cynical and stuff he does things like he drives straight out of train right and he dies in different ways yeah so is that like the end? Is the universe being like finally got rid of that guy? Like that's like no, the big lesson. No, it's at the, the end. it's the end of time enough at last from the from uh, the Twilight Zone, where the, it's, he's the last guy on the planet and he breaks his glasses. It's like that. Like he's killed everybody, <laughs> uh, and he's like, now finally I can get some ice cream. But then all the ice cream melts. Nice. <laughs> I would love for the main character of this to be played by Jack McBrayer. Is that how you say his name, I think? Briar? Oh, Briar? From, uh, from 30 Rock? Yeah, the guy who was on 30 Rock. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he plays that happy-go-lucky guy in yeah, literally plays, everything. Yeah, Kenneth is, yeah. Yeah, in 30 Rock and everything. That would be great. And I would l- just to see him destroyed. Just <laughs> finally. Yeah, because he's always yeah, so Finally, happy, Kenneth yeah. has become a tired and broken man <laughs> at the very end of it. <laughs> I would have loved this just as a 30 Rock episode, personally, where it's just like Kenneth <laughs> keeps repeating the same day until finally he's like, this is the worst. Should we... 
should we walk through some of the script maybe? Like what are some things that could happen that maybe would progress? I like the idea that in the movie, in Groundhog Day, the actual movie, he tries all these different new and inventive ways of killing himself to restart the loop, right? Um, but I feel like our film's a lot darker than that, so I think he should just sit in a darkened room and shoot himself in the head. Like, every time. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> like, it's just the exact same scene. Nice. I would say, so also in Groundhog Day, you know how, like, Bill Murray, at the end, he, like, ends up learning how to play piano. He spends his time really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess kind of well. He spends his day ripping off uh, a van or car or whatever to drop off the... Yeah, yeah, Which it never really reconciles at the end. Like, he's still doing that by that last scene, because he does... In that last loop? Yeah, because he does know the piano teacher, so he must have paid her somehow, so he's still, like... The end of that movie is he really just is him getting arrested because he still stole a ton of money. Um, but, I know, no, I've just come up with screw your Jack McBray right there. Oh, this okay. is Groundhog Day two. It's the next day, and the same thing happens. Ah. But now he's already on top of the world. But he's a wanted criminal. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> so then he has to try and fix that, but he ends up really screwing. Yeah, him. I would love, and he still has some of that money left over. So in the first one, he spends it to like learn how to play piano and get way better and stuff. In the second one, he uses it to like develop a gambling addiction or something like that instead. <laughs> Where he still can't win every single time or something. Yeah, even though he knows what the cards are going to be. Yeah. What he break? How does he break out of the loop in the end? He, f- he just has the perfect day. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, he, it, it's like him and the girl, right? He finally like yeah, yeah, treats yeah. her with with respect and is just a nice, naturally kind person to her, and things go well. The kiss. I like. I I would like the idea that he attempts that like is just like natural and nice to everybody. In the net in the Grand Hot Day too, um, uh, but it but it just backfires every time and like he so, just keeps, so he has to become a like, again. Yeah, he, yeah. He goes he goes to help a homeless guy and the homeless guy like shoots his girlfriend. And, like, <laughs> and he's like super polite to someone and they think that he's trying to like um, con them. Yeah. And so they like they hit him and run away and like yeah. Yeah. And he slowly returns back to the person that he was before. But s- no, no, much, much worse. Oh, much worse. Oh, much wow. worse, yeah. But still an excellent weatherman, right? Because I feel like that yeah, was oh, never yeah. really... Yeah, he's really good at that, but, but um, he's caused the apocalypse, so the weather is always... <laughs> <laughs> the weather is always raining rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, other movies? Right? What else we got? Are we not going to do the rest of this? Are we done with uh, Groundhog Day 2? Oh, I don't know. And I think it needs a title. Groundhog Day 2. Are we going to need a subtitle? Two, two Groundhog, yeah, two, day. yeah. two Groundhogs, two days. <laughs> Groundhog Day 2, back in the ground. When is Groundhog's Day? It's February 2nd. February 2nd. So Groundhog Day 2, February 3rd. Just a letdown of a title to tell you how sad everything's going to be in the future. Uh, what's the What's the myth? Is it... Six more weeks of, of winter. You see, if that's he's... really good. Groundhog Day 2, colon, six more weeks of winter. Yeah. Is mm. choice. So Bill Murray has aged since Groundhog Day. Are we just going to put him in and pretend it hasn't happened, or are we going to recast him? Oh, even better, even better. After the first day, which he's spent years reliving. Oh, he actually ages. He wakes up the second day he aged. Like, he wakes up that next morning on the third. He's like, what the hell happened? Why am I, like, 68? (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that's really good. It all catches up with him. All right, what else have we got? Wizard, Wizard West. Which I assume is a uh, yes. Harry, oh, yeah. Harry Potter or Western. We mentioned that last week, but we didn't actually talk about it. Yeah, we didn't cover it. Who's this Wizard Wizard West? It's that same uh, Alexis again, A-K-A-E-G-I. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. We should really learn how to say this person's name because... I'm pretty sure it's KG, but... A KG? Well, the A is isn't for it, Alexis. Isn't it A-K-A-E-G? Uh, I don't think so. So, aka EGI on Twitter sent in Wizard Wizard West. So, I, I assume this is like a Harry Potter Western. Knowing Alexis, it definitely is because she she has been on one of the nationally recognized Quidditch teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, She's like this is an episode full of it. incredibly nerdy shit. <laughs>
I'm disappointed because I was imagining if it was uh, the Will Smith movie Wild Wild West, but what if Will Smith was a wizard? What? Or Kevin Klein? Or Kenneth Branagh? I think there were a lot of wizards in it because the tech, like, obviously was way advanced, right? That's true. Right. So you think maybe Kenneth Branagh was a wizard from who'd come from the future to... No, I don't think I know. That's the level <laughs> of confidence we're looking for. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just Wild Wild West then. Yeah, well, it's well, you know, this has a lot of things because also Fantastic Beasts. So that's wizards coming to the West. Wizard, Wizard West it's, is right. maybe an alternate title like, to that as well. It's just like Fievel goes west, but with Newt, Newt Scamander plays the mouse. I guess. Okay, now we're on to something because that movie's great. <laughs> what what if Kenneth Branagh plays his Harry Potter character? Oh yeah. I, in the movie as well he's just such a moron which is great instead of him being like this genius guy he's like oh, I'm really good at memory are you, wait 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 are you it. suggesting uh, that Wild Wild West and the Harry Potter universe are the same <laughs> and Gildroy Lockhart actually accidentally sent him which is not hard time. to believe yeah, knowing no. his character yeah oh what's with, this little thingy with the with the uh, hourglass on a necklace time he just turner, starts yeah. playing with it yeah and yeah. also he and goes back all, 200 all of years. a sudden he's yeah oh i love this so much but he now he <laughs> has the knowledge um of how to build giant spiders yeah and he's like i can do this he can do memory and charms just, and he can build giant mechanical build spiders. Giant spiders those are the two and don't forget that he had giant spiders in that second movie with him so that's true that's where he got the idea yeah Perfect. I, I still yeah. want the Five Goes West that somehow Lockhart, because you know Lockhart tells all these fake stories where he's like, I killed the the werewolf of, of Waldertown yeah, yeah, yeah. by doing this. So I yeah. still want him, and it's always these like twists and unbelievable ways that he solved it. And this one, yeah. Five Goes West, he still solves this by giving people the crazy eye. I would love that. <laughs> I just love the crazy eye. Oh, good. That was a really long setup for a really obscure Five Ghost West reference. <laughs> People ha- don't regularly have a weekly. Don't we? No one has Five Ghost West Wednesday at their house. Oh yeah, every Wednesday. <laughs> so it's not that obscure. We're yeah, watching that... this every week. I love the Gilderoy Lockhart accidentally goes back to the West. He has to fight someone. Who's he fighting though? Is it still the Will Smith? It's oh, he's fighting Will Smith. Will Smith? Will Smith and Kevin Clark. So is yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart the bad guy now, or is he still the hero and Will Smith? No, he's very much the bad guy. Oh, okay. Have you not seen Wild Wild West? It's been a long time, and I tried to forget it. So. <laughs> yeah. I love. I know the song very well, though, including the Jaden Smith intro. Sing it. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, well, it starts off with Jaden Smith making a lovely plea to his father, where Will Smith says, What track should I add, Jaden? And Jaden goes, Wild Wild West. <laughs> He's like, no, people already heard that. I need something new. Wild Wild West. He's like, no, people have already heard it. Do Wild Wild West. He goes, all right, all right, here we go. And then it goes right into it. Goes, We're going straight to the Wild Wild West. Everybody now. It's going straight to the Wild 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 Wild. Once upon a time in a West, madman lost his mind in a West. I just edited Will Smith. That's the pinnacle. Of how clean, <laughs> how clean I am that I even edit Will Smith. Bravo, that was great. That was great. Thanks. The, the problem with this is that we haven't actually pitched a new movie. We've just pitched the connective tissue between the two. Mm. Unless, what you want to do is you want to take... So, Gildroy Lockhart, Chamber of Secrets, he gets memory charms, well, he memory charms himself, yeah. can't remember a thing. Then plays with the time turn. Yeah, so then everybody ass. leaves and he's alone. And in the movie, we follow everybody else. But in our movie, in Wizard Wizard West, we follow Gildroy Lockhart. Yeah. And sends himself back to the past. It can be the story of yeah. how he lost his legs and became racist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like uh, an origin Which makes, story. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, Matt, I have to say... Uh, this is still more of a plot than what you were talking about from Batman. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's a, we've got a character arc. It's enough we've to make a one, film. We've got one character starting off not racist and becoming extremely racist, which is more of a character arc than anybody has in Batman vs. Yeah. Superman. Because I, like, I feel like we have an opportunity here to really uh, really dig deep into Gildroy Lockhart's backstory. Um so he yeah. ends up in the West. What does he do first? Well, doesn't it, it takes place like in 1800s America, right? 
Right, 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 yeah. So there's definitely a chance for him to become racist. <laughs> How I think we could mean... I think we could work on it. I think we could think of something. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> I like it, it does kind of fit for Gildred Lockhart though, right? Because his whole thing is that like he'll just say whatever he you, you, you want him to say mm. to yeah. become so like he he like he meets some people and they're like these black people, yeah, not a fan. And he's like, yes, me also. Like <laughs> he's also had his memory wiped, so he doesn't know what what anything is. Yeah. Um. He's like, who are you? And they're like, we're wizards. That's wait, I solved it. Okay. He's like, I'm a wizard, mm-hmm. and this guy's like, I'm also a wizard. I'm a grand wizard. Is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> How do we not get there sooner? Man. Uh, uh, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Those are the two wizards. Wizard, wizard, and then West. Jim West. Okay, let's wrap this up, and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Everyone say your Twitter handle. At Adam Browd. At a burger a day. At Pan Midwest. Uh, I'm at MacMcC1. This has been the Better Movies Podcast. Bye. We need a sign-off. We need pip, a pip. sign-off. Pip-pip cheerio. Roll, <laughs> roll credits. Roll credits. Yes. Yeah. Roll yes. credits. Six gunning this, brother running this, buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the lawn and vibe. Watch your step, reflex, and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride, don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this, running the game. James West, Taming the West, so remember the name. Now who you going to call? Not the GB. Now who you going to call? G-W-A-G. And you have a riff with people one of us. Break out before you get bum rushed at the Wild Wild West. When I roll into the Wild Wild West. When I scroll into the Wild Wild West, when I bounce into the Wild Wild West, it's gold, it's gold, Wild Wild West.